fam. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. Are you a working professional, busy mom, and tirelessly trying to bring your A-game in your career? Do you prioritize your family and their needs before your own, leaving little to no time for self-care? Do you secretly fantasize about the days you are at your physical peak and confident with your body and in your skin? Are you tired and struggling with the never-ending journey to better nutrition, physical fitness, and mental health? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, board-certified physician, mom of two, and your health coach. This podcast will transform the way you think about food and your health so you can break away from perfection paralysis and finally start to live your life intentionally. Let's get started. Hey fam, thank you for joining me for another episode of Prescription for a Change. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and I'm happy to be here with you for another week. So we are in the midst of spring, the very first week, and spring is always a time that, although it's not my favorite season, just because I tend to get really bad seasonal allergies, um, which is a whole other set of things, it does bring or mean a whole lot. It's usually new beginnings. It's the um, the middle of the season of Lent and just celebrating life and flowers blooming. Usually bees are out, grass is growing, all the things are green, the days are longer, um, and just having more sunshine and time to go out and do things, but also just having warmer weather, typically. I mean, we've been back and forth um, with the weather here. And I think just in general, we're probably just going to end up having one season with the way global warming has been going. But in any event, it is a time of new beginnings and being able to make some changes. So for me, it's always renewal and rejuvenating and Um, just a time for change, which I talked about last week, especially just kind of getting out of our comfort zone and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's really the the time when we're able to make the most significant changes, because if everything just stays status quo, and you're not uncomfortable in what you're doing, you're just kind of living life safely, and you're doing things the way that you playing it safe, not living life safely, we should all be safe, but um, just not really getting out of that comfort zone and playing it safe really doesn't allow for change and growth. So today I want to talk about cleaning out the closet of unbelief. We all have these closets of unbelief and there are many different um, reasons why we don't believe that we can do things in general. So whether it is in any aspect of your life at home, parenting, in your job, with relationships, it doesn't really matter. There are always things where you may feel like you just don't quite belong, or you may have some imposter syndrome, or you just feel like this is not for you, even if it's something that you truly desire. So what I do is coach high achieving women who are also busy mamas in creating a life that is filled with sustainable 
healthy habit so you never have to start over again. And that's the biggest thing, right? So what are some of the things or thoughts that you have that is stopping you from actually creating the health that you want or creating the life that you want? So I know for me, there was a time when I was feeling like I just didn't have time. I was too busy. So I talked about the fact that Right after college, I went into medical school, I was a, did my residency training, and then were, went right into my first job as, as an attending, and I've been practicing now for over a decade. And there is really, I mean, time is, is kind of, we all have to put that into perspective, because we all have different things or challenges that come up in life, and they're going to be different seasons of life, as I've talked about frequently, and things that come up along the way. So what you consider busy in one stage of your life is very different from what you consider busy in another stage. So when I was in med school and residency, yes, I was very busy. I felt like I had no time. I was working all of the time. I was doing 24-hour shifts or even longer. And just my life was filled with being in the hospital or being in the clinic or doing um, going through my medical rotations and training. And so I felt like I had no time. But my perspective of time completely changed when I had children after having my first, but then especially after having two. And so now working as an attending full time, that's a big difference. So my perspective changed. I often wondered, what did I do with all of the time I had before children and still having this job, which is obviously very demanding. So for all of us in that situation, um, with or without kids, if you have a very demanding job, or you have circumstances in your life, just life circumstances, maybe you're taking care of a parent, or you're taking care of a child who has special needs, or just other people that you're helping out in your life, um, or just trying to get things done in your life. It's all perspective. We all have the same 24 hours, and how we spend that or how we want to prioritize that is up to us. So One of the biggest things that I get or reasons for not feeling like you can create change in your own health is not having time. But again, we all have the same 24 hours. It's a matter of what you decide is most important and what you want to prioritize or what you want to put first on your list of things to do? What are the things that have to get done? What are the things that you find most important that you will carve out time for? Taking a look at that closet, right? What is filling up your closet? What are you doing throughout the day? So again, having a demanding job, my perspective of time completely changed with what I was doing based on life circumstances, life altering changes, right? And so it's just a matter of how we shift those things around. So I didn't get any more time once I had children. And they're obviously very demanding is is my job, but I was able to do both of those things. I mean, sometimes we all have our shortcomings, and I felt like I wasn't quite doing the best job. And then at that time, when I was prioritizing my career, and prioritizing my children, then I didn't prioritize myself because I felt like I didn't have time to make those changes. So that was a big piece of unbelief that I had in my closet. Probably the biggest thing was that time factor. 
but then also adding children into the mix and feeling guilty, having that mom guilt, which I'm sure many of you, if not all of you have experienced at some point or the other, not being able to make it to a school function or a Mother's Day tea at the preschool or a soccer game or baseball game or basketball game or you know a piano concert or a strings concert, whatever it is an art show at your kid's school or doing something with your children after school or having the time to do things on the weekend. If you have a very demanding job and you're trying to advance in your career, then you have to kind of shift around what are the things, you know, people often talk about having work-life balance, which I don't believe in having this perfect equilibrium all the time. It just doesn't work that way. For me, my perception of work-life balance is having some days where I'm going to focus on work and some days where I'm going to focus on home and what things I need to do, or maybe just friendships and relationships, but they're going to be the balances, making sure that you're not doing just one thing or focusing on one thing all the time. Um, But there are days where I have you know, everything set up where, you know, my kids know Monday through Wednesday, I'm focused on work. And that's what I need to do. And there are going to be times when I'm working on those other days, or if I'm on call, but the priority for those days, they know those are not the days that I'm likely going to be able to go to some after school activity or sporting event or, you know, do something fun with them after school. That's not Those are not the days where that's going to happen. But I make sure to carve out other days when I have my day off um, or just the time, you know, certain afternoons where I say, okay, this is a time that I'm going to be spending with my children. And that is time that is um, non-negotiable, that we know that this is what we um, have to spend together. So it's expected. It's how I've set up my schedule, but also kind of setting up those expectations for everybody else as well, not just for yourself. And so you make the time for what you need to do. So first thing is time. And time seems to creep into all of the the unbelief, right? I don't have time to be able to make changes in my health, or it's just too time consuming, like having to make meals or having to work out or having to make sure that I'm moving throughout the day, whatever your thought may be surrounding that. Or I don't have time because I need to spend that time with the kids or I need to do something with the kids. And kids are very, children are very demanding. And depending on the different personalities that you're working with, you may have some children who are more demanding than others. Um, And then, you know, even just thinking about, okay, well, I don't have time to set aside for a program because programs are going to take up or, you know, kind of cut into the other things that I need to do. So I don't have time to focus on, you know, counting calories or, like I said, working out or going to the gym or making sure that I'm moving for 15 minutes. Like I I don't have time. I can't walk to certain places because I just need to drive and get there really quickly. Everything is always a rush, right? You're rushing from one thing to the next. I don't have time to eat breakfast. I don't have time to basically take care of myself is what you're saying. So that is one of the, the huge things. But time seems to, like I said, creep into every aspect of that closet of unbelief. 
what else is in there? What are some of the other thoughts? Maybe you've done every single program there is out there. You've exhausted all of the options. And there are hundreds of different things um, that you can choose from. But one of the things that I've always said is that those programs are all kind of cookie cutter, right? They're all essentially the same. You're eliminating food, you're restricting food, you're not eating food at all, you're restricting your calories, you're stalking the scale, you're kind of focusing on all of the wrong things. And it's they those programs set you up for failure, because it's not telling you how to create healthy habits that are sustainable, because the whole point of the program is that you, you know, purchase all the stuff for the program, and then You don't actually have the tools that you need to set you up for a success. So then you go back on the program. You fail and then you go back, you fail and you go back, you fail and you go back. And after a while that, you know, really not that failure in and of itself is a bad thing. There are life lessons behind that. But if you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, then that doesn't really make any sense anymore. So it's kind of getting all of those rocks of unbelief out of your closet, clearing out that closet, right? So that you can actually get to the thing that's going to help you create the lifestyle that you want, the health that you want, the change that you want in your health so that you're able to live a fulfilling life and feel good about what you are doing, be happy and be able to not feel like there's a constant struggle for time where you're being pulled in different directions. And you should always be at the top of your list. You should always be the priority. And if I've learned nothing else from in creating my program and being able to help other people um, as well as myself is that You can't make changes in your health or you can't have other aspects of your life fall into place or feel like you're in a good place without first creating that time for yourself and prioritizing your health and investing in yourself, right? It is a, it's an investment. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of money. It's an investment of emotions because there are different things that go into it. But I guarantee you that it's going to be a much smaller price to pay than the price that you pay for disease and hospitalizations or chronic ER visits or chronic medications that you need to take. And there are a lot of things that are preventable and things that you can actually do to make changes in your health. So I give you the prescription for change, um, my change formula goes through what are the steps that I took to be able to get to this space where I know I don't have to start over again, right? That's the biggest thing is not having to do this constant reset or, you know, changing everything, reinventing the wheel, or you're doing the same thing and it's just not working, right? That's obviously going to be discouraging. But I created the formula because they are guaranteed to give you the full transformation that you want in your health, whatever that may be, whatever ailments you may be having, whatever pain points that may be for you, um, whatever it is that's going on, and being able to pivot with different challenges or obstacles that come up in life, because that's always going to be an issue. That's always going to be something that happens, right? You're going to have to be able to shift with your age, with 
um, time with circumstances that may change a new job or starting a business or having more children or whatever it is, there may be a hardship that comes up, um, or life altering event. And so just being prepared for those things, having the tools, so that you can pivot and not have to start over in your health again. And that's the frustrating part is the starting over. So you may have tried all of these different programs, there are so many different ones out there from Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, Noom, Octavia, um, intermittent fasting or cyclic fasting, any of any number of things, um, keto, or you're cutting out dairy, or you're cutting out protein, or you're a vegetarian, or you're vegan, whatever it is. And it's hard to follow because no one actually gives you the tools to be able to recreate that over and over and over again, right? It's just like, here's a meal plan, and you're going to eat these five foods. Nobody wants to do that. So that leads me to another um, thing, another piece of unbelief to clear out of your closet is what does it mean to be healthy? What is the definition of health? And for me, health is something that is not an end goal. It's something that's ever changing because again, you're not the same person that you are when you're 10 versus 20, 30, as you move on in decades, life changes, right? Life changes you. And your body's needs are going to be very different. So being able to customize that for yourself and what your needs are are going to be very different from what the next person needs. And so there's no way to go through any of those programs out there where you're restricting certain foods, because some foods may work better for you know, what may be an inflammatory response for one person doesn't affect the next person. So to say that this is going to work for everyone really does not make any sense. So kind of clearing out that what is the definition of health one and two thinking about, you know, the journey that you go through, and being able to make changes, right? Um, Because health is not there isn't this one definition, and it depends on where you're starting and what things are going on. And if you have any kind of um, hereditary diseases, or if you have things that you were born with, that's going to be very different from lifestyle um, diseases or things that you pick up that are acquired based on how you're living life currently. Um, So health goals are going to be different. But also a lot of people think that or they have this unbelief of, you know, I can't be healthy because I'm not thin. My body is not a certain type of way. Or in order to be healthy, I need to eat only salads, these bland salads, or I'm only, you know, eating certain foods or doing certain things. And it's all the foods that I don't like. So food is probably the biggest, one of the biggest things aside from time, because we think about health, and it's, you know, what food or supplements do I need to take? And that's just a piece of it. Food in my program is actually the last piece that I get to because believe it or not, it's not the most important thing. If it were, then those programs that are out there that have you eliminating or restricting food or calories would work for you. So if it were just about the food, then you would have, you know, done that program for however many weeks, lost your 
goal of 30 or 40 pounds and been on your way, you wouldn't gain it back, you wouldn't have that rebound. But the reason you do is because you don't understand how your body works, what your specific body needs are, and what you need to do for your body, not what this program says that everyone should be doing. Because your health is going to be different from the next person's health. And what you need to do for your body is going to be different from what the next person needs to do. And that's even going to change for you in a few years. So the there is no other program out there that is like prescription for change because it's customized to your health goals, um, what you want your journey to look like, um, and what your perception is of those things and then being able to have those tools gather the information about what your body needs and have those tools to be able to recreate that over and over and over and over again so you're not quote unquote falling off the wagon or falling off with your health and then starting over again that is frustrating that was the thing that got me it's like one day I just said how did I even get here how did I get to this space right you're constantly working, then you have kids, you're always tired, always cranky, always grumpy, not really fulfilled or happy in your job and not really fulfilled or happy when you're coming home. And those are things that should be enjoyable, right? I don't want to go into work every day and hate going in. I don't want Monday to feel like or Sunday night to feel like, you know, doom and gloom because I have to go into work the next day. And now I can honestly say that when I go into work, I'm happy. I want to be there. I want to see those families and work with those those kiddos and they're so resilient and it's fun to be there. I actually enjoy what I do and I was not able to do that until I made the changes in my health. So kind of prioritizing myself and my time and putting myself first on the to-do list was the very thing that, that was the biggest um thing I needed to clear out of my closet because that was what was holding me back from making the changes I needed to make in my health. So again, this is all possible for you. I know that you want to make that change. I know that you want to have that lifelong transformation. I know that you're trying to figure out how do I do it all? How do I have a career? How do I raise my children and be able to spend time with them? How do I be able to spend time with my spouse or partner? How do I still forge relationships or keep, you know, these lifelong friendships that I've had? How do you have time to do all of those things and sleep and eat right and exercise and all of the things? But that is the whole point of the program right? And being able to do those things. So I've done it for myself. I've helped other women to transform or, or get that full transformation that they wanted in their health. And I know, I know, because I was there, I know that that is something that you desire. So that is what I wanted to leave with you as we are starting in the first week of spring is just making sure to as you're thinking about spring cleaning your house, or all of the things making sure that you're doing a spring cleaning or clearing out your closet of unbelief, all of the things that you believe about your health that are not true. 
all of the things that are getting in your way from making those changes, all of the things that are getting in the way of you getting out of your comfort zone, getting uncomfortable and committing to making change. And that is the very first step. It's that decision to clean out your closet, get all of the junk out of the way, get to the root of what the problem is and working from there. So I have a three day create sustainable healthy habits challenge coming up, which is actually starting this coming Monday. And it will be a three day challenge for the free portion where I go over what changes I made specifically and what are the things that are available to you from my program prescription for change. But then the VIP challengers have an extra two days with me and they will go through the whole food cleanse that I typically do, um, which is filled with all different kinds of wonderful recipes and um, just things that you can do how to start creating those um, small intentional steps every day. So it is a great um, challenge to be able to get started with and to learn a little bit more about my program. Um, you can reach out to me through IG, you can comment under this podcast episode, um, rate or review as always. Um, or you can reach out to me in my private Facebook group, my clean living group. So lots of different ways to connect. Um, but I wanted to leave that with you all today. All right, fam, cheers to your health.